Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, hello everybody, and welcome to Believe in the Dallas Cowboys, episode 11.3.2023, Cowboys and Eagles Week. Um, dang it. I did what I always do, which is not be properly prepared. Hey, we're ready though. <laughs> this is Eagles Week, and this is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. All of the major pro sports are rolling. Well, except for one. One's over because the Texas Rangies are World Series champs. But there's lots of other stuff to wager on. Bet online's your top spot for all, all that. All your live betting action and contests, NFL, college football, UFC, NHL, whatever. Bet online, your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops, every sport right there at your fingertips. Head to bet online today. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V, and you get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Happy Eagles week, Jesse Holly. What's up, brother? Happy Eagles week, man. How do you feel about Eagles week? Do you feel oh. like there's this glorious opportunity that the Cowboys are about to pounce on to announce their re-arrival as one of the best teams on football? Or are they about to get punked? <sighs> I did a video last night with our buddy Foots. <laughs> and he was like, just tell me in general how you feel about the Cowboys. I was like, man, that's going to be a long answer. Oh man, it's gonna be a long answer because good, bad teams, okay teams don't smoke okay teams consistently. Only good teams do. Cowboys are good. Eagles have had their struggles. Mm-hmm. Still seven and one. And the majority of the time that I would spend talking about this is Tyler Biotish, Terrence Steele, Tyron Smith. What are you Maybe. guys bringing to this one? Because Maybe. They, what they're bringing is big guns <laughs> on the D line. Big guns. What are you laughing at? You, man. Um, because I feel the same way. Um, I, I think ultimately, every year I kind of always, not, not every year, but the last couple of years, I kind of picked this game as a, you know, we split. We play them at home, we win. We play them on the road, we lose. Uh, and so this is the first game up. It's going to be on the road. So I guess to do my prediction before we actually get to predictions, um, yeah, I do, I do have the Cowboys losing this game. I don't think that this game is not a game that's not winnable for the Cowboys, but I do think they they just pose they pose a threat that I don't think that we can properly handle at this point in time and where we're at in the season. That that defensive front, you know, with, with Carter and Jordan and and Fletcher Cox and and I mean when Brandon you know Brandon Graham is a rotational player now, right? Like like the level of guys that they have in the rotation is is stupid. And I didn't even mention probably their best, most athletic player on that defensive front is Hassan Riddick. And Terrence Steele has, hasn't been the very best uh, this year in, in, you know, what he needs to do as a, as a, as a efficient right tackle. So now the one thing that I will say that is a, it is a beatable point for the Philadelphia Eagles defense is their secondary kind of sucks, kind of. Um, James Bradbury really sucks. I mean, he's the guy that you have to truly, uh, as we like to call mouse in a house, you got to go at him, right? Darius Slay is Darius Slay. I don't know how they're going to use, um, their, their, their newfound treasure, the trade that they made with Tennessee to bring over Kevin Byard. I don't know how that's going to be 
deployed this week. I think Kevin Byers is a really good player. Is he the all-pro player he once was? Probably not. But when you put him inside this defense where he is – well, he doesn't have to be um, the best player in it. He can just be another really good player in it. Those skills that he had um, kind of almost, you know, that may have diminished a little bit, kind of has a chance to flourish again because of the guys that you have up front. But they're beatable pieces there. They're, they're, they're beatable pieces there. Darius Slay, um, you know, big play Slay, he, he's beatable at times. Um, but you, you have to – you're not going to be able to just – maybe C.D. Lamb is probably the only guy that we have on our offense that can just line up and consistently just beat another man because his genetic gene pool is a little bit more elite than the other guy's genetic gene pool uh, that he pulled from. But the rest of the guys, you're going to have to be able to scheme them up in such a way uh, throughout this game. Brandon Cooks and whether it's Tolbert or Ferg or Michael Gallup, that, that's going to be on the coach. It's going to be on the coach to get this stuff um, out there to, to scheme up right. But, man, I, I just – that that front that that front is 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 uh is tough. Yeah, it's not normal what um what Jalen Carter is doing as a rookie in the NFL is not normal, and that's why uh, when you're a draft studying man like some people, uh, that's why you say why can't Marty Smith? No, sorry. There, so there's some dudes. <laughs> so the Eagles drafted Jordan Davis two years ago. Yeah. He's the mountain. That dude's yeah. a gigantor. And when I was watching Jordan Davis two years ago to get ready for draft stuff, I was Googling the Georgia defense. Cause I was like, Hey, this there's, they got this guy that doesn't start. <laughs> that looks like he's the best player in the country. This is absurd. And it was like, Oh, sophomore. That's why I haven't heard his name. He can't be drafted. Uh, Jalen Carter is a freak show yeah. and normally for defensive tackles that takes a while to translate see Mozzie Smith but he is just so freaking good that if you're into the fun nerd stuff like when you look at the pass rush metrics if you care about things like pass rush win rate and pressure rate and all these different things like the best pass rushers in football are Miles Garrett Micah Parsons you could throw in Nick Bosa on a lot of them and Jalen Carter, they play out there and run fast. He plays right. in here and gets in your lap. Uh, and that's and the matchup. Jalen Carter and, is the matchup. And to even add to your point, if you go back to the beginning of the year, they were slow playing Jalen Carter. Like he was playing like 20 snaps, 25 snaps a game. Like they were kind of working him into the mix. You know, now he's kind of, a, you know, and even still now he's in a rotation with, with, with a lot, but like early in the year, he was still a guy who they were like, well, we're going to slow play this and get him in there, you know, periodically on rushing downs. And now they're just been like, okay, kid gloves are off now. Go get him, boy. Yeah. And he's an absolute monster. Look, they're, uh, I remember when did this come out? A couple years ago. I try to pretend I'm a cool kid sometimes. Remember that little video with that one high school football player that just started naming his teammates and being like, dog. Um, <laughs> yeah, Jalen Carter, dog, yeah. Josh Sweat, dog, Hassan Reddick, dog. Yeah. Uh, that front is an issue. So, like, I think there's probably two or three really big things that determine the outcome of the game. And that's obviously one of them. If the Eagles, who have been really good against the run, can be really good against the run and pressure your quarterback without needing extra dudes to do it, which they can do a lot of the time. Because the dudes we just named, and you've named some Dogs. other ones earlier, Fletcher Cox, 
Um, who else did I not Barnett. name? Yeah, they got dude. We had is Barnett even still there? Yeah. Graham is there, and they got Graham. the um, the random linebacker that's got like three sacks. Whatever. They got dudes that can get after the quarterback, and they can stop the run without putting a lot of effort into stopping the run. So it's like if those four beat your five consistently all day, then the Cowboys are probably going to lose. Uh, if you can hold up, then you can look at the Eagles season and see a lot of evidence for a Cowboys passing game that looked good last week that's been getting better as the season goes along, and you can see a lot of evidence that you can sling this thing around. Uh, Sam Howe, North Carolina, yes, Jesse. Oh, Hills. He looks like Peyton Manning when he played the Eagles this year. They went 0-2, but by God, he threw for 400 yards and 300 yards and six or seven touchdowns. They are throw on a bowl. They are throw on a bowl in the red zone where I believe they've given up 16 passing touchdowns total, which is more than they've thrown for. Um, so that's a big one. The big one is Terrence Steele. What you got? Tyler Biotish, what you got? All, and it applies to your better offensive linemen too because all of them are quite good. Like It's not a given that Zach Martin's going to whip somebody's ass or Tyler Smith is going to whip somebody's ass. That's a hell of a matchup. Next thing that I think is very, very important. This one's Dan Quinn, and it's 11 dudes having to do whatever Dan Quinn's vision is, but you get the credit or the blame if they can or can't. Uh, in theory, it's easy. Stop their run game, take away A.J. Brown, and let Jalen Hurts throw picks on his second and third read. In theory, it's easy. In theory. And, and and what I said and what I said about that and I said this on uh, on hanging with the boys yesterday and I and I said I don't want people to take what I'm getting ready to say the wrong way and as soon as I said it Nate took it the wrong way. <laughs> Good for you, Nate. I love you. Yeah, Nate I cracks me up. Nate, when we were in uh, at camp two or three years ago, like we've all heard about the Michael Irvin and scissors and yes. Everett McIver and haircuts, and I was like, Nate, were you in the room? And he was like, Uh huh. And I was like, I want to know everything. He was like, okay. And just went through the whole thing. It was hilarious. <laughs> you don't care. They don't care. <laughs> um, but the thing is, is that the way and the rate that A.J. Brown is playing right now, to be completely honest with you, there isn't a player on the Cowboys secondary that can stop him. Now, I'm not saying that you can't have a plan to stop him or that players on that defense – can't win rounds against him. Jesse, the play is easy, dude. You play main coverage with your best corner. You have somebody buzz underneath also for slants and digs, and you have a safety over the top. I just need three dudes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that's the case. Then Fantastic. You go that route. But at the way, like, when you watch A.J. Brown, he's in that type of zone, like the catch rate. Right? And this is one of those nerdy stats that you, you know, you can kind of dig into. His catch rate. better. His 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 tough catch rate, his ability to high point the ball, all those things. Like he's in a zone that I, I played with Des Bryant when he Des Bryant used to be in his zone where, you know, it didn't matter where the ball was thrown. If 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 he was upright, he was coming down with the football. And like that's the zone that AJ Brown is in right now. Of course, the six games of 125 yards or more um has been absolutely dominating. But for every for every good thing that Deron Bland is, he's he's a bigger corner. He's physical. He's a ball hawk. Um, uh, there are moments where he can be a little bit um, Trayvon Diggish, 
right? Jumping on some routes and, and kind of getting his eyes in the backfield. With, 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 with this A.J. Brown guy, man, like you have to be you have to be in front of him. You have to be on top of him. You watch catches. Guys are grabbing his face mask. Guys are holding one arm down. I mean, on on his back, and he's still coming out with catches, breaking tackles. So, you know, th- that has to be a, a a focused plan of how to stop AJ Brown. Because because once you stop him, now you kind of make Jalen you make Jalen Hurts have to play a different type of ball game, right? And they 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 don't run the ball exceptionally well. But what they do do is I call them long handoffs. They do the screen, they do the bubble screen, they do the tight end screens. To me, all of those are just extensions of the run game. It's how can I get the ball out of my hands into a playmaker's hands in a short amount of time? It's the same thing as turning around, handing a guy on a, on a zone read or a counter or a dive or whatever it is. Because they're using backs, they're using tight ends, they're using receivers. Those are extended run plays. They'll run these vertical routes to clear everybody out, and then they'll just kind of just hook their, their back up right over the goal center and say, I'm going to give you the ball right now. You turn, and you have to make a linebacker or two miss to miss to gain yards. And for them, six, seven, eight yards is absolutely fine with them because they'll just methodically move the ball down the football field. And while Jalen Hurts is not, maybe because it's the knee situation that he's dealing with, the like the 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 bona fide runner he was a year or a year or two ago, um, he'll still take off. He'll still take off on you, and he still makes you have to play 11-on-11 football. You know, most teams, when you have a quarterback, you're not really worried about the quarterback being that much of a run threat. But with a guy like Jalen Hurts and a guy like um, Lamar Jackson and, and, and guys like Josh Allen's other worlds who will tuck the ball and, and go, you know, for 30 yards, those guys make you play 11-on-11 football. So you got to keep a spy. So whether that's J. Ron Curse or whether that's Donovan Wilson or however you want to kind of do that situation, you always have to keep an eye out on him because when those lanes begin to collapse, he will tuck it and run. Okay, so I think we both have the same idea here where it's, well, I don't know, I don't want to speak for you, but you said the same way I kind of felt coming into the year and still feel where if the Cowboys and Eagles play twice, I'm just going to pick the home team both times because uh-huh. I think it's a good game. I think it's a good matchup. So technically, I suppose I'm picking the Eagles this week. Um, but if you could pick which matchup, which player, maybe it's a unit that if the Cowboys win that matchup or do that thing, that the Cowboys can or will win this game. Are we just both going to go offensive line? No, I'm 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 going to go. I'm going to go. Um, I like to say unbutton the shirt, loosen up the tie, step inside the booth. Superman is alive. It's an old Jay Z verse from a, from a freestyle years and years and years. I believe you. But but Dak, Dak and the receivers. That that's where they win. They have to win there. And when I say receivers, I, I mean eighty eight. That's what I actually really mean. Um, it, it's, it's get him the football, uh, it's sprinkled it, uh, sprinkle Brandon cooks in there, sprinkle some other guys in there, Jake Ferguson in there, but you got to just think to yourself, you know what? We're not probably going to really be able to run the ball. Right. So, so you know what, Dak, this is, this is your moment, you know, this 50 attempts, this 50 attempts. If you, if you go 38 for 53 touchdown, 379 yards, they win this football game. And it, you can even, you can even add a pick in there. You can even add a pick in there. They win this football game, but but Dak has to. It, it's when if we see a hundred yard rushing game from Tony Pollard or Rico Dotto or anything like, I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked upon shocked upon shocked. This is going to have to be where Dan Quinn and Dak Prescott and that passing game are so locked in. It's going to have to kind of be shades to that to that opening season game against Tampa Bay a couple years ago, where it just said, you know what, to hell with it. We're going. 
we're, we're going to go throw for throw with Tom Brady and see where it lands us. Um, I think I think that's where Dak Prescott and company has to go this week. Quick throws, precise throws. Their DBs are very, 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 very beatable. Like they're beatable, and, and, and you, you know, you you can find ways to beat them. Matchups, lineups, motions, all that kind of stuff. They have to be on that this week. Yeah, but my guys have to give them enough time to do it. Yeah, because yeah. I wonder if you can can you really beat them with catch throw, catch throw, catch throw? Because I feel like you need. That's what they need- do. I, I feel like the see, but they'll catch throw, catch throw, and their quarterback will also carry the ball. What's he at 80 carries? So eight to ten times a week. Um so yeah, I mean, yeah, it is for the most part. Jalen Hurst is a one read quarterback. It's like, here's where we're going, guys. The ball's coming out right now. I'm gonna read my first read. If it ain't there, I'm gonna start scrambling around back here, trying to figure something out. I'll either throw out of bounds or I'll throw interception, or I'll take off and run. Like those are literally the three options after Jalen Hurst doesn't go to his first option. Yeah, and I think that's what the Jets took away, where it was just like, right, we're going to sell out to not let you beat us by going catch, throw, catch, throw, catch, throw. And they did it with backup corners. Like, just study that. Just study what the Jets did and go get you three picks against Jalen Hurts. Uh, I need I need my line to give my quarterback a chance, and then we can pick them apart. And then you got a chance to win this thing. So, you know, um, call it 27-24 Eagles or whatever. But if you can block them up uh, – you can beat them because you can score more points than that. You can hang 30, 35 on them if you can block them up. And we shall see. Yeah, I got I got Eagles 30, Cowboys 24. Mm, what a hater. You get the Eagles covering the spread. They're whooping at that point. All right. Thanks, Jesse. I love you, buddy. Love you too, man. Go Rangers. Be safe right. at the parade, everybody. Yeah. Be safe at the parade and come to Pluckers in Dallas right afterwards for the after party where I'll be doing radio from two to six today. Okay. Oh, team. I don't know why I got an on the border thing on the towel, but that's just what the sponsor was, I guess, that night. Uh, remember, you have no idea what anyone's going through. So be cool to everyone. We love you. Be easy. Eliminate the contingencies. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.